Hey y'all, Henny here with Hooked on Crime Pod, the podcast where we talk about hooks and crooks. Hey y'all, hope you have your hooks and yarn ready. Today we're talking about a case that I was inspired to talk about because of something my daughter was watching on YouTube. So the other day, she's sitting on the couch and I'm making dinner and she hollers out, Mom, come look at this. So I go in there and I expect it to be another dance video or gymnastics video but she discovered the wonderful, glittery, cold world of ice skating. And so she showed me this video. And I said, oh, I, I know who that skater is. So I watch it with her. And then she starts the next one. And I said, oh, I know who that skater is too. And she's like, mom, why didn't you ever tell me that you knew who these figure skaters were? I want to do that. And I said, baby, first off, we live in the South and it's hotter than the devil's armpit. So I don't know how that's going to work. But I know these skaters because when I was a little girl, you know, the uh, Winter Olympics were a huge thing in 94. And I wanted to be a figure skater. So I would put on my socks and I'd run out to the kitchen and slide across the tile. And I'm pretty sure... I had bruises all over my body from sliding my clumsy ass across the floor. And she says, oh, mama, who are they? And I said, well, that's Tanya Harding and that's Nancy Kerrigan. And she said, oh, really? Well, how come they're famous? And I just kind of looked at her and I texted my sister. And I was like, okay, so this is what's going on. Should I tell her? And my sister was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for all the laughing emojis. Um, and I did end up sitting my daughter down and being like, okay, sweetie. So they were known for their skating prowess, but there was also an incident that happened And so I kind of gave her, you know, the kid skinny version of what we're about to talk about. So if y'all will hang around for our little sponsored, you know, ads that we do. And we'll be right back to talk about these two ice queens. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you all this story. Be back in just a second. Have y'all checked out Miss Ashley Knesny from Heart Hook Home? She is great. If you go to facebook.com slash hearthookhome, you can find links to her Ravelry and her website, which is hearthookhome.com, and pick up one of her patterns. She's got some free ones. She's got some premium ones. And I was scared to do apparel pieces and hadn't really done anything aside from like scarf and hat. And she made it easy. Her patterns are very well written. They're affordable. And they're just gorgeous. So please check her out. Again, it is hearthookhome.com or facebook.com slash hearthookhome. Okay, y'all. So we are back. Uh, Yeah, we are going to talk about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan uh, and that whole scandal that sort of you know rocked the ice skating world uh it doesn't seem to be a very scandalous place so this was a pretty huge deal um so let's start off we'll do a little brief uh childhood synopsis of uh 
Tanya and Nancy and kind of get into um, what happened there. So to start, we'll uh, start off with Tanya Harding. She was born November 12th, 1970. Um, she had a an interesting uh, childhood. She grew up in Portland, Oregon. She started skating at age three. Um, her parents were uh, kind of a wreck. Um, yeah, it's been stated that her mom was extremely abusive uh mentally physically all that and uh her dad was a hot mess uh he had you know his own demons that he was dealing with um mental issues you know things like that and he wasn't really there for her but uh when her parents divorced when tanya was 15 her mom basically disowned her and uh made it clear that she was leaving her with her dad. Um, you know, the family struggled. Uh, at one point her mom was working, you know, like three jobs to, uh, keep Tanya on the ice because that's what Tanya, you know, she was extremely talented. She was basically, you know, a progeny when it came to ice skating. And, um, so, you know, her staying on the ice was a big deal, and it's not a cheap sport to get into. So, you know, her mom's working three jobs at one time uh, to keep her on it. But the thing is, is she wasn't doing it because she loved her daughter. She wasn't doing it for, you know, like a bonding thing. She was doing it because she saw dollar signs. So that, you know, it's kind of a, uh, it's a sad, sad deal for Tanya, you know, to grow up in such a troubled environment um she did find some solace in diane rollinson who was her coach and uh kind of became a mother figure for her which was great i mean she had somebody that loved her and cared about her and wasn't just in it for you know the money uh and which is the you know i'm not saying that that's exactly what her mom was in it for but that's my opinion of it uh also, if you ever watch the movie I, Tonya, very, very, very good movie. Uh, Allison Janney plays Tonya's mom, and she's fantastic, but good lord is she mean. Um, now, like I say, that's a movie, and I don't know any of these people, so I can't be like, oh yeah, her mom's just the worst. But, I mean, her, her mom's pretty much not great. So, Tanya drops out of school at 17 and gets her GED, and, you know, skating was her life, so she is at the rink busting her ass, uh, you know, trying to really make something of herself and become a big name in skating, and um, when she's 15, she meets Jeff Galuli at the ice skating rink where she was practicing. Um, he just kind of hung around there, I guess. Uh, he's about three years older than her. And, um, yeah, I would trust gas station sushi before I trusted Jeff Galuli. But let's be honest, his last name is so fun to say, Galuli. I just, I don't know why, it just makes me giggle. But, uh, no, they got married shortly after she turned 18 or 19. Um, because he gave her attention and he, you know, gave her what she thought was love and 
you know, her family was a mess and she wanted love. She wanted attention. Um, and she got that with Jeff. Uh, so they got married in 1990 and yeah, he, uh, becomes a major player in this story. But before we get to that part, uh, I'll tell y'all a little bit about Nancy Kerrigan. She was born October 13th, 1969. And she got into figure skating because her two older brothers were into hockey. And, you know, she wanted to have an ice, an ice related sport too. Um, her family life was idyllic in comparison to Tanya's, um, her dad worked some extra jobs to make sure that, you know, they had enough money for the kids' sports. And especially, you know, like I said, uh, ice skating's not cheap. So, you know, Nancy, her dad made sure to, uh, you know, that she had the stuff she needed to advance and succeed in becoming an ice skater. Um... But she lived in a nice house, uh, in kind of a, like, suburban area, um, and in Massachusetts, she was just, you know, the complete opposite of, uh, Tanya, and so in 1991, their, you know, rivalry, if you will, sort of started, um, Tanya beat Nancy Kerrigan at the 1991 U.S. Figure Skating Championships, um, and yeah, that's when the uh, you know the press kind of said, "Oh, well, there's this huge rivalry between them." I mean, Tanya said that they were friendly, um, that they got along, you know, that she didn't have any ill will towards Nancy, um, and you know. I think people always kind of want to, in the media and whatnot, want to kind of make things a little more dramatic sounding, a little more saucy. Uh, so kind of making a rivalry between these two is, you know, kind of the, uh, the natural course of how news is kind of brought about. Um, so, and I think it's because, you know, a lot of people saw Nancy as this new it girl, uh, of figure skating and they saw that the talent she had they figured that she could you know whoop Tanya um in all these you know competitions uh a month after Tanya beat Nancy at the uh U.S. figure skating championships Tanya got a silver over Nancy's bronze at the ISU world championships in Germany um and she's also the first American woman to successfully perform a triple axel in competition. That's a huge freaking deal. I uh, just, okay, so I'm not a fix, physics person, uh, but I had watched this video on YouTube. Like if y'all look up, um, I think it's called something like the physics of, uh, figure state skating or something like that. Um, but it explains the power and the, you know, just everything that goes into doing a perfect triple axel. Uh, and it's hard. 
like they talk about crap that I'm just like what because I don't get it but you know what this girl could twirl her ass off so you know it's just it was a big deal to be able to do the uh, triple axle so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna fast forward to 1993 um, Jeff and Tanya they weren't doing too great in their marriage uh, they separated and the United States Figure Skating Association basically told Tanya, you know, we don't care if he is sketchy, physically abusive, mentally abusive, manipulative, threatening, gaslights you. Um, you know, there are rumors that he cheated on her. Uh, not confirmed. I'm not sure. Um, you know, he treated her like crap. But we don't care, you know, your image is what matters. Uh, and if you divorce your husband, it could mess up the outcome of the Olympics. It could mess up how you're viewed in competition. You know, you got to keep your image right. And y'all, that just blows my mind. Let's be honest. Do you think, do any of y'all really think that they would say that to a male competitor? Because I don't. Um, so after, you know, all this and she's still stuck in this crappy marriage and whatnot, um, Tanya is gearing herself up for trying to get into the 94 Winter Olympics. Um, so, you know, they're doing all these practice sessions and as are all the rest of the skaters. And on January 6th, 1994, in the Kobu Arena in Detroit, Michigan, Nancy Kerrigan was finishing up practice. And a man named Shane Stant comes up. And he explains what happens in a interview. And basically, he says that he's standing about a foot and a half behind the camera crew and he waited for them to stop filming uh before he went through a curtain and down a hallway into um you know this kind of area behind another curtain place where the uh skaters would come off the ice and go back toward the locker rooms to change and he extended a steel baton or a 21 inch steel baton and he hit Nancy on the right leg in her lower thigh, upper knee region as hard as he could. And he turned around and walked away. Uh, he actually ended up escaping the building because it was, you know, kind of locked up. Um, by smashing through a locked glass door and running out to the parking lot to where his uncle, Derek Smith, was waiting outside in a getaway car and basically just seconds after this happens um the camera crew starts filming again and they get this infamous footage of uh nancy screaming after her attack and i'll play that for you now
So you can just hear the terror and heartbreak and pain in her screams. And it's not just because she was attacked. It's because at this time, you know, she's in a lot of pain and no one knows the severity of her injuries. Uh, it fortunately was not a break. It ended up being deep bruising, but still, you know, you can just imagine she has you know, been busting her butt since she was six years old to get to where she's at now. And if it had all been taken away, you know, that would have, I think it would have destroyed her. So they take her to the hospital. Um, and someone goes and wakes up Tanya and was like, Hey, Nancy Kerrigan just got attacked. We're not sure if somebody's going around and attacking, you know, skaters because of the competition and, you know, the world's crazy and whatnot. So just be careful. Um, but the rumors start that Tanya did this. Um, you know, there wasn't anybody that, you know, saw a woman as the attacker. It was a male attacker. Uh, and, you know, but the, you know, whole thing started that people thought because Tanya was so competitive that she, you know, kind of convinced these people to, uh, attack her rival. So, you know, it would be easier for her to get a spot on the Olympic team. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was the rumors that started. So people started looking into people involved near her. Um, the first person that was investigated by the FBI was Sean Eckhart, a friend of Jeff's that kind of worked as a bodyguard for Tanya and Jeff. Um, and he confessed his involvement and also incriminated Jeff Galuli, Shane Stant, and, you know, Stant's uncle, Derek Smith. Um, and so the, uh, you know, the word of that gets out and the United States Figure Skating Association, uh, they start debating on if Tanya should be allowed to compete in the Olympics. And they do decide that she can because at this time there is no evidence to implicate her in this attack. Um, so, you know, on the 18th of January, um, Tanya and her lawyers actually submitted to questioning by the district attorney and the FBI. And she was interviewed for over 10 hours, uh, you know, eight hours into the interview, her lawyer read a statement announcing that Tanya and Jeff were separating. And in the statement, she says that she, you know, continues to believe Jeff is innocent of any wrongdoing and she wishes him nothing but the best. And the next day, on the 19th of January, 94, uh, Jeff Galuli, I'm sorry, I just love saying his last name, he surrenders to the FBI four days after a warrant was issued for his arrest. 
and confesses that he was the mastermind behind the attack, but he implicates Stant, Eckhart, Smith, and Tanya. But Tanya, she is denying any involvement and states to the press, Despite my mistakes and rough edges, I have done nothing to violate the standards of excellence in sportsmanship that are expected in an Olympic athlete. And, you know, so you get to February 1st of 94, and in exchange for a lighter sentence, Jeff sells out Tanya completely, and he pleads guilty to the crime of racketeering, and then in the trash it was discovered from, um, you know, a, uh, I've heard first it was discovered at, from a saloon that they had frequented, and then I'd also heard that it was taken from the trash at their home. I'm not sure. Uh, so basically, from the trash, there was, you know, handwritten notes of Nancy's practice schedule that experts confirmed were written by Harding. Um, you know, so Tanya pleads her case to the U.S. Olympics Committee. And after some back and forth, they decide that, yes, she can compete. And since February 1st is such a busy day in this story, uh, the FBI transcript from Tanya's interview was released. And the Seattle Times reported the transcript and said that Tanya had changed her story well into her interview after she had spent hours denying any involvement and trying to cover up the plot. And, you know, an FBI agent basically tells her, look, I know you're lying and I can tell you exactly how you lied. And the very last part of the transcript that was reported on is Harding saying, I hope everyone understands I'm telling on someone I really care about. And I now know Jeff was involved and I'm sorry. So now it's this massive scandal and the media are following Tanya everywhere. And they're basically harassing her. Uh, they're camping outside her house. They're hiding in the bushes. Um, you know, they're hiding behind her car. They're trying to get some kind of scoop and, you know, people either love or hate Tanya. She's not one that, you know, just kind of is, oh, well, she's okay. You either love her or you hate her. Um, so, you know, opinions are split and there's some people that are like, oh no, she absolutely did not do this. And there's some people that are like, oh no, she is a massive liar. She was the mastermind and, you know, she's trying to pin this on Jeff and she's really evil and she was behind this and, you know, Jeff would never do anything like this because, you know, he's not money and fame hungry. Come on, y'all. He is. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's a lot for Tanya to deal with. Um, so on February 17th, Tanya and Nancy share the ice for the first time since the attack and, you know, the press that has been harassing both of them because they have been camped out on Nancy's lawn too. They want to know, you know, what her statement is for all this and 
but she's not getting the harassment that Tanya is, uh, given that, you know, Tanya is the quote bad guy in this situation. Um, but so they have this field day. The press is just like, Oh my God. Uh, you know, they're on the ice together. Uh, so, you know, Nancy also has, has a little petty moment. Uh, you know, it's, it's entertaining to me when people are petty, um, and wears the exact outfit that she was wearing when she was attacked. And, you know, like I said, that's, that's a level of petty that, uh, is, is pretty cool. Um, just cause I, I love petty anyway. Um, so when it's mentioned to Nancy, you know, by a reporter, oh, hey, you have on the same dress, don't you? She's like, yes, humor is good. It's empowering. And that's classy petty. Like some of us get petty by, you know, like, I don't know, sticking Jolly Ranchers on a, on a car windshield. You can go to pick them off and that, that glass will break is what everybody tells you. Or, you know, you slice tires or something, but she was classy petty and I can, I can get down with that. Um, so, you know, you go to February 25th and it is the night of the Olympics. Everybody's made it to Lillehammer, Norway, and it is go time. So Tanya goes to perform, but stops abruptly and she goes over to the judges and, you know, she asks if she can come back out and reskate because her lace snapped. And, you know, skating with a busted lace is dangerous, um, you know, with the tricks and the jumps and the spins and the turns, you know, your shoe could come flying off. Um, well, I guess it's not a shoe, is it? It's a skate. Anyway, so your skate could come flying off. Uh, you know, you're not going to have the support that you need up in your ankles and whatnot. So you could break bones. I mean, it's not you know, some prima donna thing. It's in, you have to have good laces on your skates. So, um, and they're like, okay. And when she is finally able to come back out and re-skate, she places eight and all the people that are, you know, on the, I hate Tawny team, um, are like, well, that's karma and she deserved to do worse. And, you know, they were just, they were hateful. Um, but N Miss Nancy was all healed up, thankfully. And she kicked ass out there. She won the silver behind Ukrainian skater Oksana Bayul, who got the gold. And, you know, she, she really busted it. Um, and... You know, I'm glad that Nancy healed up and that she didn't have, you know, breaks and her career wasn't ruined. She was very talented. Uh, I do remember watching all them skaters when I was a kid. I loved Christy Yamaguchi, Oksana Bayul, you know, of course, Nancy and Tanya. And I just thought that ice skating and figure skating is was like the most magical thing. But something a little less magical was happening behind the scenes. Um... You get into the end of February, beginning of March, and the 
guys that were involved in all of this are getting their uh, plea bargains straightened out. Um, you know, Jeff Galuli, he gets two years on racketeering and he did publicly apologize to Nancy, but basically was like, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I know my words don't mean nothing. Um, but Hey, sorry about that. So Sean Eckert gets racketeering charges. Um, and he served, I believe two years. Uh, he actually passed away in 2007. Um, Shane Stant and Derek Smith got charged with conspiracy to commit second degree assault. And, uh, I don't remember how many years they served. Sorry. I'm not sorry. I wasn't so great with, uh, writing down my research for that one. Um, but because Jeff implicated Tanya and then Tanya in her FBI interview, uh, you know, admitted essentially that she knew something after the fact, um, Tanya entered a plea deal, uh, that ensured no further prosecution, um, and her admissions in the plea deal were knowing of the assault after the fact and helping to settle on a cover story, uh, with Jeff, uh, Eckhart and Stanton Smith. Um, she also witnessed phone calls to Smith to affirm the story and lying to the FBI. Um, she did say that she had wanted to come forward as soon as she knew anything and, you know, discovered that Jeff was involved. Um, but she was threatened by him with death and she alleges that she was gang raped at gunpoint by Jeff and two other men she did not know. And Jeff vehemently denies this accusation. Um, so she, you know, pled guilty to conspiracy to hinder prosecution as a class C felony. Um, with that, with her having the, in the plea deal that no further prosecution, um, would come from that was, it, it was good maneuvering on her part. Um, the max sentences for a class C felony offense of this type is, you know, uh, probation of one to five years, a max prison sentence of less than 25, but more than 10 years. Um, you know, a max fine of $250,000 max prison term of, um, supervised release revocation of two years, max supervised release term of three years. You know, it's, it's very substantial. So, you know, given that her penalties were three years probation, a hundred thousand dollar fine and 500 hours of community service, she also agrees to pay back the Montoma County $10,000 in legal expenses, undergo psychiatric examination. She volunteered to give $50,000 to the Special Olympics Oregon charity. And honestly, I feel like this is pretty uh, hefty. Like, yes, she didn't have to go spend a bunch of time in friggin' prison. 
Um, and her sentencing was less than, you know, what would have occurred in, you know, to, I guess, a regular person, you know, air quotes, if you can't hear them, they're there. Um, but I do feel like that is pretty hefty. Um, so yeah, in June of 94, the United States, uh, figure skating association said that they believed that Tanya knew about and was more involved in the attack. Um, and her plea agreement showed a clear disregard for fairness, good sportsmanship, and ethical behavior. And Tanya was stripped of her 94 U.S. championship title and banned for life from participating in any capacity in any USFSA event. And, you know, after that, nobody in the skating world wanted to work with her. And she was essentially blacklisted. Uh, you know, no clear evidence was ever found that Tanya was involved in the planning of the attack. And, you know, in my opinion, it's bullshit that she is kicked out of the sport. And, you know, if you look so many men in sports, different sports all across, you know, the whole realm of sports saying, I'm not a sports person. Uh, I will, I watch some football and some baseball because I like the way the guys look in the pants. But, you know, they're cute, but whatever. Uh, but there are so many problematic men in sports. Um, and, you know, they have, there's been hard physical proof of men that have done so much worse than what she was accused of. And I think that skating dumped her. Because, you know, she didn't fit their norm. She wasn't, you know, a squeaky clean, just like little mealy mouth gal. And I think it hurt their image um, to have the scandal. And, of course, you know, somebody has to be the bad guy. They could have proven that Tanya knew nothing about it. But because it was her husband involved, um, you know... That is what ruined it for, in my opinion. You know, come for me, don't come for me, I don't give a crap. Uh, and so after all this, and, you know, she loses everything from having skating taken away. Um, Tanya has been in a very dark place. You know, she's going through the ringer and good old Jeff Galuli, he leaks and sold topless pictures and a video of them having sex. And Tanya was able to negotiate half of the earnings from the tape uh, when Penthouse published it. But, I mean, she needed money. And if you're going to sell a sex tape and she's half the sex tape, I mean, why not? I... I just, I think it was a scummy thing for him to do, but like I said, you know, gas station sushi above Jeff Galuli. So, uh, you know, Tanya, she's trying to do whatever she can to get by, uh, cause you know, skating is done it was ripped away from her. Um, and she ended up being cast in a low budget film called Breakaway. Uh, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's not 
super great. Uh, it was not nominated for any Oscars. Um, she has been on different TV shows and like commentary roles. Uh, she married a second husband, um, in 1995 and in 1996 they got divorced. Uh, he was apparently abusive as well. Um, their marriage was very tumultuous and yeah, it lasted about a year. Um, Tanya got involved heavily in celebrity boxing in 2002 and she was a professional boxer for a while, but you know, it was just a quick way for her to get cash and it ended up being short lived because Tanya had asthma and you know, I guess a lot of people didn't know that Tanya was a chain smoker and had been for a very long time. And, you know, breathing issues and smoking, they don't really go together. I, I know from personal experience, not super proud of it, but I don't really judge people for stuff like this. Like, I don't care. Um, but I have really bad asthma. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, I'm allergic to everything. Uh, and I used to smoke. Um, don't anymore. I haven't for a long time. I, I feel a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a great combination. Um, so in, you know, the 26th season of, uh, Dancing with the Stars, Tanya placed third in 2010. She married a man named Joseph Price. In 2011, she had a son named Gordon, and now, I mean, she kind of stays out of the out of the spotlight. She has had some pretty interesting, uh, you know, quote regular people jobs. Um, she's been a welder. She was a painter at a um, fabrication company, I believe. Uh, she was a hardware salesperson for Sears. She was a home painter and. Um, now I believe she's still a home painter and a deck builder. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, one thing that I did not mention about Tanya before is, uh, she liked to go out and, you know, hunt and race cars and, you know, roll around on the ATVs and have fun doing outdoor, you know, not typical girly activities. Um, I am not a huge fan of the term tomboy. I think it's stupid, but you know, if you're going to go by stereotypical, uh, you know, just crap, I guess she would be considered a tomboy. Uh, and I just, I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have a, you know, kind of alternative interests to what society thinks the norm should be for women. Um, anyway, so Nancy, after all this happened, she got married to her agent, Jerry Solomon on September 9th in 1995. Uh, they have three children together. Jerry has a son from a previous marriage, but Nancy had talked about having multiple miscarriages and they were devastating and a drain on their marriage and, you know, she and Jerry are still together and they're still married. And I think that's fantastic. Um, 
I, you know, have, uh, dealt with a couple of miscarriages. Um, and so I know how hard it can be and I know what it can do to a marriage. And, you know, I think it's fantastic that they are together and still happy. Uh, in 04, Nancy was inducted into the U.S. Figure Skating Hall of Fame. Um, in season 24 of Dancing with the Stars, she placed seventh. And Nancy, you know, when she retired from championship skating, she, pre- you know, she stayed pretty much in the realm of ice skating after. Uh, she was in Champions on Ice, Broadway on Ice, things like that. She did some TV and movie appearances. She's done some special correspondence stuff. Uh, she also founded and runs the Nancy Kerrigan Foundation that is, you know, for the support and awareness uh, for visually impaired people. Um, and her mom, Brenda, is actually legally blind, so it's definitely a cause that is close to her heart. And, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, they're both kind of found their happiness after all this. Uh, you know, Nancy was able to stay in skating, um, and, you know, keep that going for her. And I think that's great. Um, you know, clearly she shouldn't have had anything ill happen to her. And, uh, in my opinion, I think it's, I still, I think it's crap that Tanya had, you know, essentially her life ripped away from her. Um, when, you know, yeah, they found a piece of writing of Nancy's schedule that was supposedly in Tanya's writing. Um, you know, these handwriting experts, uh, you know, they said that was her handwriting, but, um, there's no, there's nothing that says that it was written for an attack to take place. There's nothing that says it was, you know, written really anytime soon. It could have been, oh, we're going to have a phone call one day this week. Here's my, you know, let me have you tell me your schedule so I can write it down. So I know what times you're available to talk and what times you're not, you know, it could have been sitting in a drawer somewhere. Nobody knows, but I mean, you know, again, to the opposite side, nobody knows if she was sitting in on the whole thing and being like, Hey, yeah, let's do this. Let's, you know, bait her with a baton, uh, and help boost my way of winning. Honestly, I don't believe that that is the way it went. That's my personal opinion. Um, but you know, like I say, the, uh, the opinions on this are pretty split. Um, but that's it. You know, that's, that's the, uh, story of the biggest figure skating scandal and these two ice queens. Um, hopefully y'all enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, we got some, uh, big things in the pipeline and hopefully, 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 hopefully we can, <laughs> I can make some announcements on those things soon. Um, I don't want to put my, uh, cart before the horse or count my chickens for the hatch. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens and what little announcements that I could possibly put out in the future. Uh, 
Y'all, we hit over 2,700 listens. Like, holy crap. Uh, my analytics thing says that we have over 100 listeners this week. So, um, thanks. Like, for real. Uh, we have, you know, a lot of repeat listeners. We've got some people that, you know, tune in for a little bit. And I'm sure they're like, damn, this girl sounds like some kind of redneck. We ain't, we ain't listening. But... If you listen and you like it, you know, share with your friends. I, uh, I'm just me, you know, sitting here doing my thing. Um, you know, I've said this before, I've started this out of boredom during quarantine and, uh, considering no one in the United States will wear a damned mask to, uh, save their soul and try and, get this crap under control, uh, we'll probably be in quarantine for, you know, ever. Um, so we'll just see, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I am having a fantastic time doing this podcast for y'all and your support means the world to me. Uh, you know, sometimes I sit and I think and I'm like, dang, you know, again, I've said it before. I never thought I'd even get a listen. Um, you know, maybe get my sister to listen or something, but yeah, you guys' support really means the world to me. Um, and I really appreciate all y'all. So thanks for listening and hopefully y'all have a good one and stay safe and get to hooking. We'll talk to y'all soon.